Ladies, if you're listening, keep listening because there's definitely a man in your life that you need to take care of and care about their health and get them the best man they can be. And then I finally did an episode for you. So my guest today is Dr. Tracy Gavin. He is a board certified urologist, world renowned men's health and performance expert. And he's the founder of the Gavin Institute, the global leader in high performance health. He has over 20 years of experience focused on providing executives, entrepreneurs, all you badasses of the world, athletes, a personalized plan to optimize your health and fulfill your highest potential. He is a member of the American Academy of Anti-Aging. He's the creator of the proprietary G1 program for high performance health, which we talk about in this program. So we're diving into all things. We're diving into erectile dysfunction and low testosterone and stress and endocrine disruption. So this is definitely one that you need to listen to. Are you finally at your wits end where you are tired of dealing with doctor after doctor? Maybe you've spent thousands on integrative or functional practitioners that have not helped you at all because they don't know the thyroid and hormones. They're not even testing properly. So come work with myself and my team. We prescribe to all 50 states and parts of Canada. I have you covered. I've been building this team for years so that I could help you no matter where you are. All you have to do is click the link in the show notes, book a free application call. We're going to go over your current health situation, what worked, what hasn't worked, all the things. And then we will pair you up with the right program for you where we will do it all. You will come out the other side of the program, totally optimized, getting your life back. You're going to recognize the person you see in the mirror again. Doesn't that sound absolutely amazing? Well, it might sound like you don't even believe it, but I promise you, I promise you, we will take good care of you. So click the link in the show notes, book a call today, and we'll be talking to you soon. Ladies and gentlemen please enjoy this episode all about, all about men's health. So I never want to leave out the guys. You know, we talk so much about female health and thyroid and hormones, but we don't give enough love to the men out there, all my male listeners. And this is also for my female listeners that have a man in their life that they care about and they want to see thrive and feel good. So I wanted to bring on my friend and colleague, Dr. Tracy Gaffin. He is just amazing in the field of men's health. We have been talking about this forever and we finally made it happen. So Tracy, thank you so much for jumping on. Oh, thanks. I'm so glad to be here with you. Finally, we've been talking about it for a while, haven't we? I know. I know. So I know you deal with all sexes in your practice, but I, I love your take and your knowledge on men's health. I have talked about it on here, the importance of testosterone for both males and females, of course. But since we want to give the guys some love, I, I, I think we have that same point of view about testosterone levels dropping and almost, I mean, as I say it, the demasculinization of America because we're seeing all of these men become so estrogenic. It's crazy. So First, I want to hear your story. How'd you even get into the field that you're in? Because we usually go through something to get here. And then yeah. we'll get into the, the pandemic of low testosterone. For sure. For sure. And, and I want to start off, first of all, that I'm so glad to have the opportunity to speak with you and your community today, because I know from experience that it's the women who drive healthcare decisions 
And the women are the ones who get their partners to finally step up and pay attention and start to take control of their health. And so I appreciate the opportunity with you today. I find these conversations way more impactful than talking to the men because men tend to kind of blow it off. They don't tend to pay attention. So glad to be here, first of all. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And I totally agree because men are more like, you know, no, there's nothing wrong with me. I mean, b- right. believe me, I've been there. I've That's tried right. to have that conversation yeah. with the men in my life. So. <laughs> That's right. So my story, um, I spent 20 plus years as a urologist in uh, here in Sarasota, Florida, focused on mostly men's health, did a lot of uh, robotic surgery, a lot of work with prostate cancer, BPH, kidney stones, vasectomies. Uh, I actually did my own vasectomy, fun story for another conversation. Um, but um, I found about halfway through my urology career that I, I was really neglecting my own health. And um, I woke up one day, I'm 30 pounds overweight, feel like crap, I'm stressed out, I'm not able to focus, I have low energy, and my wife notices something's wrong as well. And I go to see a doctor here locally in Sarasota, and, you know, traditional medical approach, he didn't have much for me when it came to optimizing my health, getting in shape, improving energy, burning fat. It was all about statins and medications. And, you know, just lose some weight, diet and exercise to lose weight. And if that doesn't work, I'll put you on a statin. And I came away from that meeting very disillusioned and uh, recognized that there had to be more. And so that got me on a path down uh, rabbit holes of epigenetics and rabbit holes of functional medicine and true hormone optimization. And then I found the amazing world of peptide therapy and longevity, anti-aging, regenerative medicine. And I put all those together and started really treating myself because I had no one else to do it. And I was able to really completely transform my health and reverse all the issues I was having, felt like I was myself again. And I started putting together a program for my patients to have the same experience I did. And next thing you know, fast forward years later, I I decided to formally step away from traditional medicine. I, I left a very lucrative urology practice so that I could launch the Gabbard Institute for High Performance Health focus on cutting edge human optimization and performance and longevity and all the fun stuff that really got me here today. That's awesome. Yeah. I would like to uh, hear the story of self-performed vasectomies at one point, but let's get into, <laughs> definitely want to hear that. Let's get into this, as you say it, I mean, you, you call it a testosterone pandemic and I have to agree with you because I'm seeing yeah. it I'm seeing it even in the women with a lot of low mm-hmm. testosterone, but let's talk about the guys. What, right. are you, what are you seeing? Sure. So there are uh, three large longitudinal studies that were published, one here in the U.S., one in Sweden and Finland, and all three showed relatively similar findings, and that is that total testosterone levels in men have declined by about 30% over the last 20 years, and it continues to drop by about 1% every year. More importantly, free testosterone, which is the bioavailable active form of testosterone, is down almost 50% over that time period and is dropping a little over 1% a year. So what that means is this is really important that a 50-year-old guy today has a free testosterone level that's about half of what a 50-year-old guy had 20 years ago, and it continues to get worse and worse. So it's a precipitous decline, and it's really getting no attention And this isn't just about sex and building muscle. Uh, This is about a man's life and cognitive function and uh, cardiovascular health and longevity. And it really needs to to, um, be brought to the forefront uh, with more attention and, uh, you know, looking at ways to address it. 
I agree. So what are the big symptoms uh, that a man might notice even prior to testing? We're going to get into the testing and how just insane the standard lab value range is for men and how they get the shaft with that. But what are the big symptoms that men might notice even before they get tested? Sure, sure. So a lot of men will notice decreased energy. They don't have the same, you know, I hate the word vitality because it tends to be overused and not very well understood what that means. But men just don't feel like themselves, like something's wrong. Men will just say, I don't feel what it is, but I'm just not myself. Late in the day, they may feel like they got to take a nap. Uh, They may feel brain fog. They may feel like they can't focus or they don't have the same mental acuity, concentration, memory. In the boardroom, they feel like something's wrong. You know, all those kind of cognitive function aspects. A lot of men will have trouble burning fat, losing weight, specifically around the belly. You know, guys tend to accumulate fat uh, in the belly, and that's the hardest part to to lose it. So a lot of guys are trying all these different fat diets and uh, magic supplements that aren't working when, in fact, it's related to hormones. Uh, Some men may have issues with difficulty building muscle in the gym. Other guys may have low libido or sex drive. Um, I've had so many couples come in and uh, the women will say, my partner doesn't chase me anymore. He used to chase me for a decade, two decades. Now I'm chasing him. Something's not quite right here. What's going on kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Sexual performance may not be right. I'll tell you, Amy, so often men will have no symptoms at all. And they happen to get a lab test done and we find very low testosterone levels. And that's becoming more and more common. I see men in their 20s and 30s, actually, remarkably, that have ridiculously low levels and they think they're fine because they just haven't reached the point where it's become symptomatic yet. Okay. I was going to ask you, do you think it's because it's the new norm? Like when we feel crappy, they just figure that that's how you're supposed to feel? Yeah, I think a lot of people just get used to feeling crummy. They they don't recognize it because it's a subtle shift. You know, when when men uh, lose testosterone levels or when they decline, it's a slow, gradual process typically. So that yeah, they may not even be aware of how how bad it is. A lot of men, when I correct their testosterone issues, suddenly they're like, oh my god, I didn't realize how bad I felt until now that I feel better. And so that's a very common situation. And I'm glad you mentioned the the cardiovascular component because I think there is that stigma that thank you bodybuilders of the world that brought into our society of abusing testosterone because you want to get big and bulky and look like a bodybuilder. And yeah. it's not about that at all. There is, as Dr. Tracy said, a cardiovascular component that when your testosterone is low, you're actually at a greater risk of heart disease. Is that correct? Absolutely correct, Amy. This is really a key point to to bring to to everyone's attention. There are dozens of studies that show that men with low testosterone levels have a markedly increased risk of having a major adverse cardiac event by about 30%. So again, low testosterone correlates with increased risk of major adverse cardiac events. Yeah. So this is all about, this is about longevity. This is about health. Mm-hmm. This is about replacing hormones right. that are no longer being properly made by your body. So exactly. a man goes into his doctor's office and says, doc, I'm gaining all the sweet in my belly. My love life isn't the same. I'm not as strong at the gym as I used to be. I'm doing all the things. I'm eating well. I'm sleeping my eight hours in a dark room, dot, dot, dot. And Doc tests his testosterone. Now let's get into how many men are told by their conventional doctors that they are normal 
when in fact they are not because of that standard lab value range. Yes. Yes. I am so glad you bring this up. I hate, hate, hate the words normal levels. Same. So, yes. (laughs) So let me, let me describe uh, the situation here so the listeners can understand. So when you get your blood work done, you'll get the lab results. And on the right side of the page, it'll have a range of, um, of numbers that are presumed to be normal. Well, those numbers on the right are not normal, optimal, ideal. They are the reference range. And if you look at the top of it, it'll say reference range. Reference range is not what your numbers should be. It is actually statistically average. So what they do, LabCorp, Quest, any lab you go to, they'll look at thousands, millions, all the lab results they get, and they will come up with the median results. And that median, they'll look at two standard deviations on either side of that median, like a think of a bell curve, and that's your reference range. The average of all the results they get is the reference range. We'd started this conversation with the fact that studies have shown levels have dropped by almost 50%. So now you can think of how that reference range just keeps dropping and dropping and dropping. And yet the traditional medical system is taught to tell patients you're normal. And so that's the real problem is this is not normal. You're in the reference range and nothing, nothing more. Where do you like to see optimal levels of total and free for men? Yeah. Yeah. So I really focus on the free testosterone because that's the bioavailable active form. And I I see a wide disparity there. So to clarify, what are we talking about here? We have total testosterone, which is all the testosterone floating around in your bloodstream. Well, some of those testosterone molecules are bound to proteins in the blood. And those proteins, when they bind to testosterone, they make them inactive because the testosterone molecule now is so big and fluffy because it's attached to this other protein that it cannot get into the cell where it does its job. So testosterone has its effect by getting through the cell wall, muscle cell, for example. It gets into the nucleus of that cell and affects DNA transcription and ultimately uh, genetic expression. Well, if it's bound to a protein, it cannot get into the cell. And so the only testosterone molecules that are bioavailable or active or effective are the ones that are free. And that simply means not bound to proteins. Now, the most common protein is SHBG or sex hormone binding globulin. So we can actually measure SHBG and see what those levels are. And often we'll see high SHBG levels. And what that means is you'll have a a higher testosterone total level in relation to the free. And so that's why the total is almost irrelevant. We only care about the free testosterone because it can vary so much in terms of that binding And so to answer your question, coming back to you to answer your question, long answer is typically around 200 to 250 is my target for free testosterone. Mm -hmm. And that may correlate with a total of 800, 900, or it may actually be as high as 1500. It doesn't really matter. Yeah, it's whatever we need to get that free above above 200 or so. Well, I think that's important to to note, though, that even if you're looking at your total, because what I see in men are... 285, 325, 350 total testosterone numbers coming in. And they're being told by their doctor that it's normal because that standard lab value range is so vast for you guys. It starts at usually what, 250 and can go to 1100. So if you're coming in at a 1500 and you're optimal, 
you're going to get flagged high and your doc's going to think that you're taking steroids. And if you're coming in at a 285, a 300, a 350, you're going to be told that you're normal. And that's not even, I mean, that's barely at your free testosterone optimal, let alone the total testosterone optimal. Yeah, it, it's a joke. You know, you think of that range and remember the, the we talked about the reference range is the medium plus or minus two standard deviations. And so that bottom edge, you'll see guys that have a, a total testosterone of 251 and their doctors will say, oh, well, the range is 250 to 800. So you're actually quote normal. So you're okay. You don't qualify for testosterone therapy. And these poor men are going through life suffering because our healthcare system is just is just not set up to handle that. And so again, the free testosterone, what's important, we aim for uh, 200 to 250 or so. And I'll see men come in with, with a free of 30, 20. Yeah. Yeah. And so they're tenfold lower than where they need to be. It's such a shame. It really mm-hmm. is. So yep. with estrogen, are mm-hmm. you also seeing increased levels of estrogen? Because normally where we see decreased testosterone, we sometimes see elevated estrogen and we're in such a, a mm-hmm. an estrogen, fake estrogen, xenoestrogen dominant society and environment. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm glad you're bringing this up. One of the the questions I get a lot is, you know, well, why is testosterone so low? What's going on? And a lot of it is endocrine disruption or, you know, chemicals, toxins, estrogenic components of, of our of our environment that are causing it without question. But what's happening with estrogen, when we have very low testosterone levels, a lot of men will have low estrogen uh, as well because the testosterone gets metabolized through the aromatase enzyme into estrogen. And so we'll see, we'll often see low estrogen. Times where we'll see higher estrogen are men who are obese or have a lot of visceral fat. What's happening is their testosterone levels would be okay if it wasn't for the fact that they have so much visceral fat. It's converting all that testosterone into estrogen. And so yep. measuring estradiol is important. I like to emphasize, though, in men that we understand now that estradiol actually has a cardioprotective effect. And a lot of the the uh, cardiovascular benefits of testosterone that we talked about a few minutes ago are probably more so related to the fact that the testosterone is getting metabolized into estradiol, which we know has a cardiovascular benefit. So there's a lot of talk in the men's health space, oh, we should take estrogen blockers to block estrogens so we don't have to deal with it. That's not really the, the way we want to think about it. We want to just think about the ratio of testosterone to estradiol and make sure that we have optimal ideal testosterone levels and then estradiol can come up as well and that's okay we're, we you know i like to say estradiol is not the enemy basically right but you wouldn't want a man walking around with an estradiol level of like 200 which i have seen correct absolutely right. we don't want that okay yes. now you have mentioned fat you've mentioned statins earlier is what your doctor wanted to put you on are those two causes of low testosterone in men and what are the other causes yeah, so I, I, be, I truly believe that endocrine disruption is one of the biggest causes that we're seeing. Uh, we have studies around all the toxins that are clearly affecting hormone uh, function and production. For example, uh, plastics, you know, phthalates, bisphenol A or BPA, these are used to make plastics. So plastic water bottles is the key example. You, you'll never find me with a plastic water bottle. It's always stainless steel or glass. Yeah. You want to filter your water as well. You know, not only is, is water and plastic water bottles, uh, you know, absorbing all the plastics, but a lot of our drinking water is is laden with estradiol, you know, women's birth control, because it doesn't get filtered well by our, our treatment, our water treatment centers. And so filtering your water is really important. Looking at our, our food that we eat, non-organic crops are sprayed with atrazine, glyphosate. 
There was a study that <laughs> exposed male frogs to very minute levels of atrazine and it actually turned these male frogs into female frogs who actually laid eggs and reproduced. So think about that for a second. Male frogs became female and reproduced from exposure to atrazine. And in our foods, especially non-organic crops, they have markedly increased levels of atrazine. And we, we see it in our, in our urine uh, samples. It's detected in our drinking water. It's everywhere. And so being really clean with our, our uh, fruits and vegetables, eating meats that are, you know, if you do eat meat uh, that is grass-fed, if you're eating fish, make sure it's wild-caught really focusing on the sources of your food because uh, these chemicals are everywhere. Uh, food containers, you know, plastic food containers, especially if they're warm or if you're going to heat something up, those chemicals are leaching into our food and, and, and water. Look at personal care products, laundry detergent, the big one, sunscreen, deodorant, shampoo, and soap. So I really recommend that you uh, look for clean ingredients uh, for your products, uh, your household products, your personal care products. And there are apps out there for free, like Environmental Working Group has created an app called Healthy Living. Uh, there's also uh, Think Dirty and Yucca, Y-U-K-A. Those are three great apps and they're free. You can take into the store with you, scan barcodes and look at the ingredients and really choose carefully. Such a big problem. Uh, so to answer your question, testosterone is low mostly because of that. I think stress and poor sleep and malnutrition definitely comes into play. Micronutrient deficiencies, you know, zinc and magnesium, B vitamins are important as well. I think those are really the key issues that men are dealing with. I was just going to ask you about stress, how big of a role that's playing. And if we look at the last couple of years, obviously stress is very, very high. But if you're referencing over the last 50 years, we've seen this decline. How is stress playing a role in decreasing men's testosterone levels? Yeah, great question. So without question, stress is a big issue. And when I work with with uh, clients here at Gap Institute, we have them track their stress. We could use a marker called heart rate variability to actually track this and see this and be able to trend it over time. Um, but what stress does, you know, short-term acute stress is good. You know, there's this concept called hormesis where when you're exercising, when you're, when you're lifting weights, when you're training, that's actually stress. It's short-term acute stress. And that's actually good for you. You know, we think of sauna use or we think of, of, of uh, you know, ice baths or, or cryo uh, that that's hormesis. That's basically stress to promote recovery. And that actually has positive, positive beneficial effects. Chronic stress is long term, unrelenting stress uh, to your body. And what that's doing is it's raising a hormone called cortisol. Stress hormone is called cortisol. And what that does is it tells the brain to shut off production of other hormones. And so you lose thyroid production. I know you talk a lot about, you know, thyroid uh, function, thyroid health uh, in your community. Cortisol affects thyroid health. It affects your gut health. It affects other hormones, especially testosterone as well. And so becoming resilient to stress, chronic stress specifically, and how to deal with that is really a key component of men's health. I'm really happy that you said that because, and I want to make a note that everything that Dr. Tracy is saying is also applicable to my female listeners, because this is not just about men. I always talk about the importance of testosterone for women and men, but everything that you're seeing, lifestyle, the the BPAs, the endocrine disruptors, the sleep, the stress, all of this can also be mirrored and literally applied to women as well. So I'm happy that we're talking about that. I have to ask about peptides because I know that you're such a fan of peptides and I am as well. I will talk about them on the show, but I'll talk about the general ones, the, ther- the, the therapeutic ones after surgery, BPC, 
thymosin beta, thymosin alpha. I've talked about the GLP-1 agonists a little bit on here and a little bit on the GHRPs, but what peptides do you like to use in your practice? Oh my gosh. I love peptides. I'm glad you're bringing this up. Um, you know, it, I, I like to really individualize it. So, you know, for the listeners, first of all, peptides are nothing more than simply short proteins. They're simply chains of amino acids. They are signaling molecules that are, are derived from your body. So for example, BPC, you mentioned, comes from the stomach, uh, enzymes of the stomach. Uh, thymus and alpha comes from the thymus gland. And so we, we can use peptides in a very precise way for very precise outcomes and know that uh, they're fairly safe. They have very few of any side effects as long as they're dosed properly, obviously. And, and they have remarkable uh, regenerative effects. I like to point out that peptides are not magical and you need to have a foundation first. And so a lot of guys will come in and ask for the magic peptide. The one, you know, Apitalon. Apitalon is a, is a fun peptide when it comes to immune function, immunosenescence. It, come, uh, it, it affects potentially longevity. Uh, it has benefits when it comes to metabolic health as well. A lot of people come in, well, just, just give me the Apitalon. I want to live longer with Apitalon. <laughs> well, we need to address some other things as well, like chronic inflammation and oxidative stress and your hormones and some other stuff first and add peptides as uh, the icing on top. You know, my, my analogy here is if you haven't baked the cake, you're not ready for the icing just yet. And so um, I do love peptides, but I like to put it into perspective that they're not going to fix all if you haven't uh, done the, the, some of the, the hard work before. In terms of what peptides do I use? Gosh, um, the, the growth hormone peptides are amazing. CJC ibamorelin is kind of a starter level, entry level peptide for a lot of people. I love tessamorelin in cycles. It's great for, for shredding, for burning fat, building muscle. MOT-SC is a great peptide for mitochondrial health, uh, mitochondrial biogenesis when it comes to energy production. I mentioned Apitalon is a great one to use twice a year for longevity. Thymosin beta and BPC injectable are great for musculoskeletal recovery. Uh, Pentosin is good for that as well for joint issues. I love those. Thymosin alpha is great for immune function, immunosenescence, uh, T-cell function, uh, thymosin alpha. PT-141 and melanotan-2 are two peptides that are fun for sexual performance, for libido arousal. A lot of couples will will take PT-141 for the weekend kind of thing. Stay on those real quick because I see this with my female population with low libido. And I'm sure, I mean, we definitely see it with men with low testosterone and just sexual performance. Let's hang out there real quick go a little bit deeper into the PT-141 because it's not like you just take it and it's like a Viagra, right? Yes, it actually takes yes. time to build in your system. Great point. Yeah. So so it's really going to help more with arousal. So PT-141, it is an injectable and it is good for sexual arousal. It tends to be a little more effective in women. Um, it works in the alpha MSH receptor. So it's related to melanotan. And it is, it, it has the one potential that could cause nausea. So you want to be really slow with the dosing of it. I've had a, a number of couples uh, who will try to overdose and the woman is nauseated, thrown up for the whole weekend. That doesn't work for the sex. Kind of really, yeah, kind of really, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the other thing is in men, a lot of men will try PT-141 as, um, as a solution for erectile dysfunction. And it's not really made for that. It's not really going to, if, if things aren't working properly, it's not going to magically fix that. Um, it's good for arousal and it will enhance performance. But guys who are struggling with, with issues already, you got to fix the other stuff first because it won't be that magic solution that you're looking for. Okay. Yeah. All right. Thank you for going deeper because yeah. I want to 
understand those a little bit more too. All right. What about testosterone boosting peptides? Will you ever use that in conjunction with TRT? Yeah, good question. So kispeptin is a peptide that um, is a testosterone boosting peptide. Um, I have I've had fairly disappointing results with it. I'll be honest with you. I, I've used it a number of times and it's been hit or miss. I like the the growth hormone peptides better. What I'll find in most men is that, you know, you look at the natural approaches to boosting testosterone is, you know, uh, stress mitigation, it's improving sleep, it's fixing micronutrients, fixing diet, strength training, especially all those things are very helpful for boosting testosterone. But you may get a guy uh, to raise his free testosterone from 30 up to 80. Now, again, we want it over 200. So a lot of times the natural approaches won't quite get you all the way there. Now, those are those maneuvers are great for other benefits, obviously. So we still recommend them. But a lot of men end up moving on to testosterone therapy. And so when I get to that situation, the testosterone boosting peptides, I just don't really find value. I just go for the good stuff at that point. Okay. Yeah, I was wondering about that too. So yeah. you you go right for the TRT, correct, in treating your patients? It depends. Yeah, it depends. It, you know, if a guy has, I'll give you two scenarios. One is a guy comes in with, and his t- total testosterone is two fifty, and his free is twenty, and he has been you know strength training, and he's been eating clean, and he doesn't have a lot of visceral fat, and he's been doing all the natural stuff. He's like, doc, like nothing's working here. Like I'm just I'm struggling here. That's the guy where he just needs help and and to deprive him of testosterone therapy because his T level may be a few points, you know, on either side of some ridiculous range, I think is 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 not appropriate. Right. That's the kind of guy where he just needs testosterone therapy. Yeah. Another guy may, yeah, he may have a total testosterone of a thousand and his free is 180. And he has some lifestyle stuff we can do. If we if we can help him burn 10, 15 pounds, if we can help fix his micronutrients and get him sleeping better, some natural stuff, we may get him over that threshold where he's actually great and doesn't need testosterone therapy. And so it's really looking at the individual, understanding what's right for him. And and a lot of times guys will tell you what they want anyway. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. All right. So on the topic of sex and sexual performance. Because I don't think we talk about this enough. And like you said, guys don't like to talk about it because that means they have to admit that they have a problem Mm -hmm. getting an erection. So there's definitely, okay, you you replace the testosterone if it's low. You address that. You address the lifestyle factors. Now, is there something to therapeutically using something like Cialis on a daily basis to keep a healthy prostate? To you, is is there a benefit to actually using Viagra once in a while to address, or you know, a couple times a week? What the hell? That's the goal, right? Into using it to yeah. actually help improve a man's circulation and overall mm-hmm. health. Yeah, absolutely. So, to, to clarify for the listener, when we talk about Viagra and Cialis, what these medications are doing is they're basically increasing nitric oxide levels. And nitric oxide is produced around the body. It's produced by your blood vessels. It's produced especially uh, in the in the penis, in the the erectile bodies of the penis. And uh, nitric oxide we know is really important when it comes to vascular health, when it comes to metabolic health, when it comes to weight loss, energy, so many different important benefits of elevated, uh, healthy, optimal nitric oxide levels. And so that's where this concept of taking Viagra or Cialis on a regular basis comes from, is that we know that nitric oxide is good for us. And so, uh, so yes, to answer your question, Amy, you know, low dose Cialis or occasional Viagra is helpful for that purpose alone. Absolutely. Um, a lot of longevity um, experts actually take it on a daily basis specifically for that reason uh, because it helps boost nitric oxide levels. 
I use it a little differently as well. Um, I, I'll see a population of men who will, whether from testosterone or whether from psychological stress issues or whether from other issues, they will have issues with sexual performance. And men, we're simple creatures. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that. Yeah, I don't believe it, but I've heard it. So, so when men have issues with performance, it immediately hits their confidence. And they are so preoccupied with performance that what happens the next time? They're so worried about performance that sometimes they get in their own way. <laughs> and yeah. their, their lack of confidence over what happened last time is affecting their performance this time. And so I will often use Viagra Cialis as a, as a tool to simply help men get past that, to basically get out of their own way so that it works whether they want it to or not, basically. Yeah. Um, it doesn't work for everybody, but for a lot of men, it's a great way to kind of get over the hump and help them recognize that, hey, I'm normal. And hey, it is okay to occasionally not perform at your best. It, it, is, it is a normal phenomenon for men to not always perform 100% perfectly at their best. And Men need to understand that, um, but this is definitely a tool to help them get past it as well. Yeah, if you can break past that psychological, it's like it's like when you wake up at the same time every day and you keep looking at the clock and it's three thirty-three. You just one time break that, and it's like yeah. you get out of that mental cycle that holds right. you down. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. So, do you ever see when you're when you're dealing with whether it is just erectile dysfunction is the main complaint or it's I'm losing muscle. I can't, I'm not as strong in the gym. I'm just the overall love of life is down and you meet with a male patient. You're doing the testosterone therapy. Maybe you're doing the Cialis. Maybe you're doing the, the, the Viagra, whatever it takes to help that person and the peptides. Do you ever get deeper into the growth hormone aspect? Do you get, I mean, beyond peptides, do you use actual human growth hormone and then how hard is it for your patients to actually make those lifestyle changes? Do you get any pushback on that? Because it's almost like they get, and I'm, I'm part of the problem too. They get trained to ask for the testosterone, to ask for the mm -hmm. thyroid medication because it does work. But then you have that lifestyle component too. Sorry, I just threw two questions at you. No, that's time. great. Actually, I made notes just so I didn't forget to answer both of your questions. Those are great questions. So first of all, the growth hormone issue. All of the number of men who will come in and they'll already be on growth hormone. They, they will have been prescribed it elsewhere and they want to continue it here. And that's, that's a, a situation that I'm certainly willing to help them uh, continue that um, because you can't abruptly stop it. So one of the big issues with growth hormone is once you start it, it's every day you're on it. So it's that sub Q injection every day. If you don't take it one day, your pituitary is not going to make it for you. You've, you've turned off through negative feedback. You've turned off normal cyclical production of growth hormone. And so, you know, we rely on uh, about midnight or so every day is our biggest surge of growth hormone. When you're taking exogenous growth hormone, you won't have that. And so you lose a lot of the benefits. And so, um, guys who are already on it, yes, I'll definitely help them continue taking it. If it's a, a guy who's never been on growth hormone before, I will do almost anything I can to keep him off growth hormone for that reason. I'll okay. use peptides to help boost growth hormone production naturally. And peptides for growth hormone are great because they stimulate the pituitary to make more growth hormone on your own in a normal diurnal, which is you know the, 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 the daily cyclical variation in, in a natural, normal way that your body is accustomed to without this big blast that you get every morning when you do uh, injectable growth hormone. Right. 
Yeah. So that's that. And then, oh, the other coaching lifestyle. So great question. Men are very difficult to convince to uh, change lifestyle, change behavior, and, and they need a coach. And I like to say everybody needs a coach. You look at, you know, you look at the pros, look at, at Rory and golf. You look at Michael Jordan. You look at all these famous athletes. They have a coach. And so men need to recognize when it comes to their health, they need coaches to keep them accountable, to help keep them on track, and to give them real guidance around lifestyle. I created a program called the G1 Program for High Performance Health where I integrate coaching and accountability and, you know, functional medicine uh, guidance along with the medical aspects of the hormones, peptides, supplements, that sort of thing with genetics and wearable tech to track it all because I find that men need that support. And if I, if I tell you what to do half the time, you're actually not going to do it because you haven't created a consistent uh, life around those behaviors. Yeah. Yeah. I like how you chose your words. Men are babies. (laughs) Men are whining babies sometimes, and you guys just need all the love and support that you can possibly get, even though you don't want to admit that you need it. Love and support. There you go. (laughs) Yeah. Coaching. Coaching. Exactly. Oh, my gosh, Tracy. This has just been so amazing. I'm so happy to have your your knowledge on here. So if we have to leave a message with the ladies that are listening for their men and for the men themselves, what would you tell them all? Sure. You know, when I'm on stage speaking, one of the one of the quotes I, I like to leave with is, "I believe that the success you achieve in every area of your life starts and ends with your health. And if you don't have that, you have nothing. And so often, men especially are so focused on their careers, on their business, that they neglect themselves. And I was guilty of that myself as a as a medical professional. And so um, I would uh, encourage you to invest in yourself, invest in your health. You don't get today back." Yes, I love that. And it's funny because I will joke about when I fix a woman's thyroid and hormones, you're going to make more money. They're like, how am I going to make more money? You're going to be more productive. Mm -hmm. If you're an entrepreneur, if you're on a job, you're going to get promoted because you're going to function better. You're going to be the person, the badass that you are meant to be. You are going to perform at a higher level. So you're going to make more money. You're going to have better relationships. This isn't even just about you and having more muscle or being able to get an erection or whatever it's about, or even just protecting your heart. It is about you living your life on a day-to-day basis and interacting with people and doing your job and being the best father and being the best husband and being the best that you can be. So it's, it goes so much further beyond just, yeah, I'm going to feel better. Yeah. I'm going to get hard and yeah, I'm going to lift some heavy weights at the gym. It goes so much more beyond that. Absolutely. Couldn't say it better myself. Cool. All right, Tracy. So how can people reach you? And then you have a free gift for the listeners too. I want you to tell them about that. I do. So if your listeners will text the word health to 26786, again, health to 26786, you're going to get a couple free gifts from me. You're going you're to get number one, my 10 secrets to high performance health uh, download. You can start implementing strategies in your life today. Uh, second, you're going to get a free complimentary copy of my best-selling book, Mail 2.0, Cracking the Code to Limitless Health and Vitality. Uh, women, you can share it with the men in your life. You can read it yourself as well. It's applicable to women as well, although it was from my heart directed toward men. It definitely applies to both men and women. And you'll also get a link to uh, jump on a quick uh, 20-minute discovery call with my team so we can uh, understand challenges you may be having, uh, goals that you're trying to reach, and how we can hopefully help you get there. 
And again, te- just text word help to 26786 to get that. Love it. Love it. Thank you so much for jumping on, Tracy. Thank you for your wisdom and your knowledge. You got it, Amy. Take care. Thank you.